Right now, it really sucks that I'm even having to do this episode of the podcast, but let's talk about the, the, the elephant in the room, what's going on with Taylor Swift and Scott Borchetta. People keep calling me because they know my involvement with both of them. I'm going to talk about it in this episode of the podcast. Right now is the best time ever to be in the music industry. The opportunities to build, engage, and monetize a fan base has never been easier. So why do so many artists still feel stuck and frustrated? Because the music industry is constantly evolving, and they aren't. I created this podcast as a way to help you navigate the music industry, to stay up to date with the changes, to help get your mind focused on what really matters. My name is Rick Barker, and I went from living homeless on the streets, addicted to drugs, to helping launch one of the biggest stars in the world. I've consulted major labels like Sony and Big Machine Records, talent TV shows like American Idol and The Launch. I co-authored the $150,000 music degree, and I speak at music conferences all over the world. I have a goal to affect millions of people with songs I didn't write or perform by helping creatives just like you get your content to the world. This podcast is one of my ways to achieve that. Welcome to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. Helping you navigate the music industry, here's Rick Barker with the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast. So at the time of this podcast recording, there is a major battle going on between Taylor Swift, Scott Borchetta from Big Machine Records, and music manager Scooter Braun. And what the controversy is around right now is the fact that Taylor wants to own the master recordings of her music. Now, as Taylor's manager at the start of her Big Machine career, as a consultant to Scott Borchetta and Big Machine Records up until March of this year, which is 2019 at the taping of this, I personally am not going to get involved or state my opinion on what I think. Uh, my phone has been ringing off the hook, the messages that, that I've been getting, people asking me what my thoughts are on this. I choose not to have any thoughts on this. But what I want to do is take this opportunity to educate on what is going on, what, uh, what they're fighting over, and kind of explain a little bit of the music business for those that don't seem to know. And when you look at social media and you see Taylor's fans going crazy and everything, uh, unfortunately, most of them are uneducated on how the actual music business works and what this uh, argument is about. So I want to use this as a teaching opportunity to kind of share with you a little bit about how the music industry works, what exactly master recordings are. A lot of people uh, are not really understanding what that actually means. Uh, the fact that, you know, they feel everyone's out to get everyone. Here's what happens in the music industry. So when you sign a recording contract, which Taylor did when she was 15 years old, most record deals, especially back then, not as much today, but back then, is it's usually a six or seven album deal. So what that means is that the record company has the right to renew your contract at the end of every cycle up until you deliver the last album as part of your agreement. Her agreement came up in November of 2018 
And at that time, what happens with artists is when, when they go in, she will always own her songs. No one has taken her songs from her as the writer of the music, the, the lyrics, there's two parts to this. So there's the writer's portion, which she'll always own unless she decides to sell that to someone. There's the publishing portion, which she's with Sony ATV. So whatever her publishing deal, the way that it's structured, she owns a percentage of the publishing. She always owns 100% of her portion of the writer's share. If she wrote a song with someone else, she owns 50% of the songwriting share, but her 50% is owned by her. Her publishing company would own the other 50%. And from that, it's broken up again. It's, it's, it's hard to understand sometimes because everything's... It almost it's like there's a dollar for publishing and a dollar for the songwriters so the songwriters split their portion the publishers split their portion then the record company is the one who will finance the master recording that's the actual recording of the song that's what they mean by the master it's the recorded master it's her whole record was paid for by the record company so then you hear the term recoupment being tossed around a lot. What that means is once every dollar that the record company spent for promotion, recording, marketing, packaging, there's a lot of expenses that go involved uh, that are involved with that. Once those record those that money is recouped from the sales and the exploitation of the master, now you're said to be recouped. At that point, a lot of artists will be able to go back in and renegotiate a better percentage. So uh, just for math's sake, let's say that the label gets 85%, 85 cents from every dollar sold. The artist gets 15 cents. That 15 cents is, is what they have. So you can go back as you recoup and as everything's paid for, you can structure a better deal to say, now that I'm paid back, I would like a better percentage and that's common and that happens a lot and I'm certain that you know Taylor and her team after she kept recouping after every record went back and renegotiated that percentage with the record company that standard it's not that you know there's a different deal for a 15 year old and a different deal for a 20 year old or a 30 year old those are standard recording agreements the record company maintains control of the masters after recoupment then you can go in and you can you know ask for a percentage of that back you can ask for a percentage of the master there's a lot of different legal things that go into it but no one she will always own her songs she just won't own those recordings so some people are asking well why doesn't she just go in and re-record those songs and put them out under a new label where she actually owns the masters. Many record contracts, almost all record contracts, have what's called a re-record option. For a certain number of years after you leave your agreement, you can't go in and re-record those songs or it would be happening all the time. Is An artist would leave a, get dropped from a label, they'd go screw the label, they'll just go in, re-record all these songs, put them out and start selling them. So that's what a re-record uh, stipulation in the contract means they can't go out and do that because the record company wants a chance to try to make their money back. 
what happens in all reality is most artists never recoup. The record company is putting up the money. The record company is running the major risk. The artist, and, and I say the old days, well, in the past few years before what's referred to as a 360 deal where artists and is sharing revenue from all streams of income with their record companies to try to recoup faster, the record companies were like, okay, here's, here's a real interesting scenario. So you write a song, you get signed to a record deal, you put out the first song, you wrote the song, let's say you wrote 100% of it by yourself. So the only people that were getting paid from radio airplay were the publishers and the songwriters. At a time, there was a time when the radio stations weren't having to pay the master recording owners. So the record company only made money back off of record sales. So an artist goes out, they write a song, the record company pays for the recordings of the song, they pay for the video of the song, they pay for the team to go out and market the song, they run the songs up the chart. Now all of a sudden the artist has a number one song and now they're able to go out and start touring. So now that they're touring, that's where they're making the majority of their money. So the publisher got paid, the songwriter got paid, the manager's now making money, they're getting paid, the booking agent's getting paid, but the record company still doesn't make a dime until the sale of record one. So now we're in the streaming part of the business where people aren't buying $20 CDs anymore. You know, we went from a business where we were splitting dollars to now we're splitting percentages of pennies. So the record companies are now restructuring their deals to try to make sure that if they're going to put up the initial money and they're going to pay to promote and they're going to pay to run it up the charts and they're going to pay the teams to get it on all these playlists, they want to be paid for that. So I always tell people that a record deal is not always right for every artist, especially today when you can get your own distribution. There was a time when the record companies controlled the radio airplay. Well, guess what? Now people are utilizing streaming services as their radio. There was a time when the record companies had the direct relationship through their distribution companies to get the songs out to the market. Well, now you can do that with CD Baby and TuneCore, DistroKid. It used to be that you needed a publishing company in order to collect your royalties. You have, Now you can collect them as being self-published. Now you have the ability to write it, record it, shoot a video on it, get it out there, get it played, and you get paid directly to yourself. So that's why more artists now are choosing to go independent because the things that the record companies controlled the distribution and the direct access to the fans basically was radio. Now, you know, you can put a song up on Spotify and anyone can listen to it throughout the world. A lot of those gates, you know, they say the gatekeepers, a lot of those gates have been knocked down. Now you have direct access to the fans. You have direct access to your own distribution. You have direct access to the ability to collect the funds. That's why being an independent artist today is better. The time now is better than it's ever been because the opportunities are there. And it's sad, you know, it's it's like you would think that 
the business would be different, but the business is the business and people can get mad at it and people can yell at it and people can, you know, be frustrated with it. It is what it is. You as an artist today, you get to choose, you know, today you can go record your own record. So you didn't use any of the, the, the amount of money it takes to record a record these days. A lot of people are recording records right in their own home, you know, so those expenses are down. The ability for people to shoot videos to get your content out in the world. You don't need $100,000, $200,000, million videos anymore. A lot of these folks are shooting videos on their phones. So you can record your own record, pay for your own record, start selling your own record, and then a record company can come to you and say, look, we love what you're doing. Now we want to throw our gasoline on the fire and help blow you up. Now you own the master recordings because you paid for them. You can now license those recordings to the record company. You maintain ownership, but you give them the ability for a certain number of years, however long you determine, for them to go out and exploit the record and make money from it. But you don't give up the right to your masters. The master recordings is what this whole situation is all about right now. So as an artist today, you know, you go and sign with a record company, there's there's rules. There, That's the way that business runs. That's on you. You know, if you don't like the deal that you got into, don't blame a record company, blame your attorney. You know, that's their responsibility to protect you at all costs. The record company is going to look out for the record company. The artist needs to look out for the artist. The entertainment attorney needs to look out for the artist. The attorney for the record company is going to try to get the best deal for the record company. So it's not anyone's fault. That's just the way the business was 10 years ago. The business has changed now. You know, so as an artist who has superstar status, you now have a different negotiating tool when you go in with a proven track record to work out the kind of deal that Taylor just worked out where now she, moving forward, owns her masters and they'll benefit from it in other ways. So it sucks that this is happening. Uh, it sucks for me personally, it sucks that I'm seeing it play out on social media. Uh, I hope everything gets worked out where everybody's happy in the end, but as an independent artist today, you have control. So you need to take advantage of the control that you have. You need to understand that you don't have to play by the same rules that someone had to play by 10 years ago. It's a different game today. You are in a great position and a great situation. So I know this was probably confusing as heck. I just wanted to shed some light on the business side and how things are going. And I may have gotten a couple things messed up. I'm just talking to you while I'm driving because it's fresh on my mind right now. But uh, I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Uh, as an independent artist, be happy that you're releasing music today because today the game has changed and it's in your favor. All right. I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Now, if you feel that having me as a coach or a mentor would benefit you at this stage in your career, I would love nothing more than to be a part of your team. Simply go to rickbarker.com forward slash assessment. That's R-I-C-K-B-A-R-K-E-R.com forward slash assessment. A-S-S-E-S-S-M-E-N-T. 
Let's see if we're a good fit. By answering the questions during this free assessment, it will also give us a great starting point and next steps to move your career forward. Also, if you know someone who could benefit from this podcast, please share it. It means the world to me. Last thing, let's stay in touch. Follow me on socials. I'll follow you back. And until next time, have a great day. You've been listening to the Music Industry Blueprint Podcast with Rick Barker. You can follow Rick on Twitter at Rick Barker Music. And remember, you don't drown by falling into the water. You drown by staying there.